Okay. (laughs) Two times in a row where he hits the little space bar to start the sound and nothing happens. But then it happens. It's just it makes you wait. I think you need a new computer. I just got this last year. New one. Get a new one. Yeah. Do you want to pay for this one? What do you mean? Do I want to pay? Well, if you it sounds like you want me to get a new one and you should pay for it. I think you should just leave the apartment. I really? Think, I think we should just end two game matches. No, this sorry. This isn't working. It's, it's not working. This is our first fight. <laughs> oh my, yeah, first fight ever. It never happened. <laughs> In nine years <laughs> that we've been living together. I mean, it's hard because I'm right all the time and you're wrong all the time. So mm-hmm. you'd think we'd fight more, but. You oh really well. would. Yeah. Think we would fight more. We really don't. We don't. We, it's mostly on camera. It's, it, it's pretty much all I remember on one camera. time we got into a fight on camera. What were we talking about? Oh, we got and into got, a fight on camera. I got mad at you about moving? About maybe? moving. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I don't think I'll need a U-Haul. And you were like, oh, we're getting a U-Haul. And I, I, mean, I was like, of course. Okay, girl. Hello. And then we got one and it was great. And it was it was great. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was lovely. And all I had to do, all you had to do was just say, I think we should. And I was like, okay. And, I am and an I, expressive person, you as really, you know. You just got, you just, and you know, I don't like to see people upset. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Mad Steel is like, when I have kids I'm like oh you shut up <laughs> oh I'm gonna yell at my kids all day every like, day why because I will they'll, not. Probably, they'll probably be bad and I'll well no they won't be bad but like I'll just have to yell at them to make sure they're not bad I will be a kind loving father and I know the type like type of guys I date are usually like very easygoing and I imagine the guy I date will probably be a very lenient parent mm. so someone's gotta be the non-lenient parent and I will happily do that. I think everyone's got to be bad cop every once in a while. There can't just be one good cop parent all the time. You can tell that to my future husband because I'm telling him I will have this fight (laughs) with him a million times. Like, you got to be bad cop this time. Okay. I will do uh, it. George. All right, George out there, if you're listening. Matt I'm, a, feels, I'm always attracted to George's. Really? I have Ge- a friend named George. Oh, my. I, I met him. He's great. He's, He's cute. He has a boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I always like George's, Tony's, and Kevin's. Always attracted to those names. And, and Jorge's, yeah. which means George in Spanish. Right. I'm trying to think if I know any Tony's or Kevin's. I don't. Oh, well, no, I don't know. Sorry. Well, what good are you? I mean, I'm podcast really good. Is over. <laughs> I love that you've canceled the podcast twice now. Welcome back to the Two Game Ads podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And I don't even think we're going to talk about news for idiots this week because, <laughs> like, okay, obviously you guys know that there was not a podcast last week yes. um, because Matt Palmer was doing things that you will hear about. I was. And then we were going to do it on, like, the Monday, but then bad stuff happened. So it, it, it didn't, so, we, you know, it's been two weeks yes. since uh, our last podcast. Yeah. And in those two weeks, so much has happened <laughs> just in our lives. I know. So like Which we're, we're just going to be spending this entire time being like, how are your two I weeks? I mean, honestly, because usually, especially for the past year, it's been like, what have you been up to this week? And we're like, oh, we're sitting at home alone. Yeah. <laughs> like there's been no news. And in the past two weeks, there's been, it just feels like there's been so much news. And I know. And so much news as well on top of the, the uh, monumentous two weeks that I know. we each had. So, I mean, I guess we should just dive in and let the people know what's been going on in our lives. So Matt Steele, yes. have your past two weeks. They've been excellent. I got my second shot on March 24th. We're clapping for Matt Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was wonderful. And so, you know, it, you know, this podcast is coming out on a Monday. And so in those two days, like two days after that, I'm going to be able to roam the world free. That's crazy. It's a crazy feeling once you get there. Yes. I'm telling you. Like, what does it feel like? I mean, honestly, it's more fun when other people are there with you. Of course. You know, because then sometimes you're just like, oh, wait, nothing's different. Like I still have to wear a mask everywhere and of I can't course. see people because they're not vaccinated. But when more people around you get to after that two weeks, it's just like, 
oh, fuck, we're really doing this. Yeah. Like, it's really happening. Yeah, I did. What else did I do? I got to see my old roommate, Jacob, who was in town with his boyfriend. We love that. Yeah, so I got to see them, and that was wonderful. Oh, God, what else did I do? I don't know. You belted up like you had so much. Uh, uh, It's so stressful. It was a a long two weeks. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. What else? Oh, the SAG Awards were. Oh, how were the SAG Awards? They were really fun. They were an hour. Wow. (laughs) An hour, one and done. Real quick. Yeah, and I. Is it a Zoom moment? It was, yes, but I know they were like pre recorded. I heard a rumor that the winners leaked before the show. Like half of them leaked. Okay. So a a leak happened that said that Viola Davis won Best Leading Actress. Mm -hmm. And everyone, and guys, this Best Leading (laughs) Actress race at the Oscars this year is batshit crazy because it is so wide open and literally everyone has a chance because everyone has won or will win one of the major precursor awards right. because Viola Davis once Andrew Day won the Golden Globe Viola Davis was in everyone's like fifth place or like right. fourth place and right. she's like okay Viola Davis as amazing as that performance was she doesn't stand a chance but now she just won the SAG award for I leading know. actress out of nowhere and the crazy thing is the only uh the next uh a big award ceremony for the Oscars is the BAFTAs, mm. which are the British Academy Awards, yeah. essentially. And whoever's and so someone new will win that. Yeah, because so far, Carrie Mulligan has won the uh, Critics Choice. Mm. Andrew Day won the Golden Globe. Viola Davis won the uh, SAG Award. Yeah, the three of them, none of them are even nominated for the BAFTA. So the BAFTA will likely either go to Frances McDormand or Vanessa Kirby. Probably Vanessa Kirby because uh-huh. I believe she's British. Okay. I, I don't. I, I should know more about that. But um, <laughs> I should, should know where she was born. Whatever. Um, but so one of them. So the, we're entering the Oscar race where ev- like pretty much everyone has won one of the major precursor awards and not two of them. That's crazy. So, so that is very crazy. Um I don't know what else happened this week. Go go into or these two weeks. Go into oh, your two weeks. And, my uh, two weeks were quite a moment. So last weekend on Sunday and Monday, I was recording my new video for a new song that's coming out. Hopefully, well, the song is definitely coming out because I've already put it in the pipeline. It's coming out on April thirtieth. That's um, so soon. I know, oh, girl. And so we got to get this video ready. Okay, edit. Get your editing <laughs> exactly. Ready. And then we're doing a pre order for the album. It's it's like we're really trying to hit the gas here. So we shot the music video. There were a million setups and it was uh, I think it's gonna be very fun and uh, I really think people are gonna like the song and so that was very exciting when we were filming that on Sunday and Monday and so I was like okay I can't film or I can't uh, record the podcast Sunday night because I'll be coming back from this video shoot I'll be tired let's just do it. Monday night if I'm up for it. Sure. We get done with... I mean, honestly, I knew you would not be up for it. Wait. I truly... <laughs> I, I know why you are now. Thank you. I yeah. truly, as I was driving home on Monday night, we got done around maybe like 8.30, so it wasn't actually super late. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to rally. I wear a lot of hats. I have committed to the podcast, and I'm on my way home. I think once I get home at like, you know, 9.15, because it was like a, a minute away, we shot it at the director Ryan's house the second day. Mm-hmm. And so he's on a different side of town. And so I was on the way back and it was like, what? I was much more on that other side of town than I was on this side of town, Ooh. driving back on the freeway on the 210. Ooh, the so 210. 210. We are we don't, not near the Ford. We are not near the 210. No, we are not. So we are on the 210. 
I hear a giant explosion coming from my front passenger side of the car. Like, it's not like, oh, a little thing has happened. Like, something's going on. It's like, oh, no, my tire has fully blown out. I am riding on the the interior. Like, there's no rubber left on this tire. Let me pull over. And luckily, it was on a freeway with a shoulder. Because I always think about that. Like, if I was on a freeway and that happened and there was no shoulder, what the fuck would I do? Yeah. What do you do? And so, Wait, okay. what freeways don't have... What, what highways like, don't. don't have shoulders? I have... I have. Been, I was on a freeway <laughs> driving home from the from when I picked the car up after it got fixed. And there were some without shoulders. <gasps> I know. Oh, my... We would never allow that Terrifying. in New Jersey, darling. It's a different time. Um, And so, I am... Uh, going in that direction, I my tire has blown out. I call my guy. I have Geico roadside assistance. I call Geico, and they're like, put me on hold for like thirty minutes. And they're like, oh, you know, we're tr- really trying to find you a tow truck. And like, people just aren't responding to us. I don't know what it is. You know what? You're gonna need to dial nine one one. And I'm like, what? I'm sitting here with my fucking hazards going, draining my battery, like on a three-legged fucking car, sitting in the middle of the road. I mean, not in the middle, but on the side. And people are like going back past us so fast that like it like shakes your car, you know? Yes. And it's like, oh, this, that's always scary. And I, you got a little mini coupe too. I that do. car shakes when a, a regular shakes. size car. Uh, <laughs> it does. When, when a, even when a sedan passes. Exactly. I just learned what a sedan meant uh, like a couple what? Of years ago. What are you talking I about? I always thought sedan was a brand. I didn't know it was what? like what? That's <laughs> insane. Like I realize I'm in the middle of a story, but like, how could you think that? It's a type of car. Sorry, like a, oh, a type sweet. of car shape. You mean? Yeah, I always just call that regular, like oh, a regular car. Girl. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so then I call nine one one, and as, as soon as someone picks up, they're like nine one one. What's your emergency? I'm like, this is an emergency. <laughs> of course, like you overthink it. <laughs> And and you have to like over that, that's something I would probably I do too. Know, I love you over explain first. Yes. Before anything, this isn't an emergency. <laughs> I love screaming into a phone at full blast. This isn't an emergency. When in your head you're probably thinking, this is an emergency. It isn't, it is, but it isn't. No one's in trouble. Nothing bad has happened. But you're panicking so, in your head. I am. And so then I call them, get a tow truck out there, and they tow me back to I have to go to the closest mini dealership because of how the Geico roadside assistance is set up. I get to the mini dealership. They're like, oh we think we see like an open lot that they can safely park your car in and they can get to it tomorrow morning that is a lie i had to just park it on the street like uh, in like just a spot that had you know that at eight o'clock started i would have had to pay for it Mm. it just was a fucking mess and then i had to drive back jackson drove me back the next morning very kindly i get there i have to take my morning meeting from that car (gasps) drive it Uh. in and i'm like okay at least they just have to you know get the tire replaced that won't take too long and they're like oh we're really backed up this is gonna take a day and i was like that, I was like, you mean the end of today? They're like, no, end of tomorrow. Oh, God. So then I have to take a fucking lift back to my apartment, live carlessly for a day. I was like, that night, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make food. I'm just going to pick something up. It's like, with what? Like, you can't go drive through and pick something up. I so. mean, we live near a bunch of places. I didn't, want, I didn't want any of that. I knew what I wanted, and I would have had to drive to it. And so I was pissed. <laughs> then I had to go back. I think the end of the day, the next day, pick up the car. Drive it all the way back here with a, a tire again, but it just was like, and I had to pay out of pocket for this top toe, mm. which Geico should be covering. I'm now having to fight Geico to get two hundred twenty-five dollars oh, back. That's such a and headache. It's like, why do I have to do any of this? Why have a, why do I have roadside assistance in the first place if you're not going to take care of this for me? That's truly insane. It's like, bonkers. That's, that's really horrible. So, and it, it, like, I hope they're not. They don't give you like a hard time about I'm, paying you back. They for, haven't for too I, long. I. 
have like submitted my form via the internet, have not heard a word back. I've called both days at like four o'clock here, and they're like, "We're closed." Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I mean, fucking bitch. Your tire blowing is a very scary it's thing. It's very scary. When I was a teenager and I was in a production of Fame, what? Uh, <laughs> I didn't with, know you were in a production of Fame. I was in a production of Fame in an outdoor theater at the Open Air Theater in New Jersey, and uh, my brother was driving, and two of the other castmates were in the back seat. We were mm. on our way to load in. We're like, they were like loading in the set. To the theater Did someone sing Out here on my own No It's The stage fame Has like a different score It's not like The movie Okay They like reference The movie in like A wink wink But like that's about it Okay Um, And of course They sing fame Right I was gonna say Of course That that song of course Is in there Um, But no out here On my own Mm. But so My brother's tire Like We know this now His tire apparently Exploded And so But we didn't feel it and so my brother was eating a cheeseburger in and had it in, in like one hand, and he noticed his car was like veering off. To he was eating a cheeseburger while he was driving. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he noticed the car was like veering off, so he was like like off the into another lane. Yeah. He was like, huh? So he like just like straightened the car out a little bit, and I guess like the tire metal part or something like Oof, caught onto the road, the, and the it worst. caused the entire car to just spin around. Two times. No, we spun around. How have you ever told me this story? Times. Yes, and like, luckily, no one hit us. Obviously, God. the car just like was, my brother just like stopped and everything. And the first thing my brother does is look in his hand, and his cheeseburger is squished into mush, and he just goes, "My cheeseburger." In the meantime, like the three of us, other people in the car were just screaming. I'm sure. Yeah. It was it was crazy. We, we were very lucky that no cars were like near us. That's the thing. And I mean, I, I did not have a spin moment, which was great, but it was just such a loud sound. There was no way to have ignored it. And I just mm. pulled over to the shoulder and it was lucky that nothing happened. But it just was like after two days. And the thing is, I always after forget shooting. how grueling shooting is. And I know it sounds like, oh, it's grueling. And it's like you're literally just sitting there. But it takes a long time. Yes. It just, it's it's a headache to be well, on set. And I mean, every shot, it's not like there's anyone else in this music video but me because, hello, it's COVID. Well, and also, it's not just like you were an actor who was hired to do something you don't care about. No. Like, this you, this is your thing. I care. You care about this. I do. Sir. I do. Yes. It's, it's always horrible when something bad happens when you're shooting. I... <laughs> I not to make this about me again. No, please. But uh, when I filmed the concept trailer for Devos, what we filmed, I was in that. Oh, show. you were in that too. Yes. When <laughs> yes. we filmed it, it was a very stressful weekend yes. for me and everything. And so then, the, immediately after the next day, I had to shoot uh, a web series that mm. I was cast in for like two days or whatever. And so I was so stressed about the concept trailer and just like wishing it would all go right and everything would be okay. Right. And then it went fine and everything. And like I dropped my brother, like left for the airport, and I was like, okay, all I have to do is get through these next two days, film this web series where I just you know have some lines. Right. It'll be easy. I hope nothing bad happens in between then. Well, that day, it was raining in L.A. Shit, this isn't when. This is when. No. I was so exhausted, and I had to drive to Glendale. No. And I was almost there, almost at the studio where we were filming, and I'm just waiting at a red light, and all of a sudden, I just hear... (gasps) Boom! And just shattered. And it, it sounded like the 
earth just fell on my mm. car. It's like it sounded like a planet fell on my car. And I just and I was like, I felt like I got rear-ended, but I didn't feel like me going forward. I didn't feel a jolt. And so I look in my rear view mirror and a giant tree branch collapsed and fell onto my back windshield and everything just shattered. It was all in my back seat. It is so lucky that you were like pulled up enough. Yes. Like if that because if that fell on my front, the front of my car, I like would have been. Uh, oh uh, my god I don't even know What would have happened I don't to me. either Like I can't even imagine And that happened to my dad When I was growing up too Where like a tree Fell onto his back seat While he was in the car While he was in the car Oof. And none of us We weren't in the car And no one else was Thank yeah. god But it's just like Just It's just such a small window Of like mm-hmm. Healthy And like walk away Unscathed And like Worst case scenario shit Like yeah. it's terrifying And it was a tree from uh, A park I think Griffith Park Mm. And so I went through this whole thing where I was trying to like get Griffith Park to pay of for my damages and everything, but like I they wouldn't do it because they uh, I couldn't prove that they were negligent about their tree maintenance or something. I mean, it fell on my fucking car. I know, but like, I proof? I truly don't know. And and so like a lawyer, I consulted with a lawyer, and the lawyer was just like, the amount of money you're not, the amount of money you're gonna get is gonna. Not be not as much as like that. what it costs mm. to get a lawyer. In that car so. has been through it. Oh, my car! Has, <laughs> my car has survived through everything. Yes. Had like nine lives. My it God. really has. What a what a little angel. A little angel. Helen is. My mom named the car. <laughs> oh, Helen. Helen! I didn't know. Yeah, my mom named the car Helen because it used to be my mom's car. Yes, and my mom gave it to me, so I'm very That's lucky nice. that I, you know, got a car. We love that. <laughs> so uh, because like she got another car. Yeah. Um, and when I moved to LA, so she was like, just take this car. Um, so yeah, and you also yeah. went to you also did. More driving. I did, and then over this this weekend that just has occurred, uh, we I was looking online. It was Saturday, and Jackson had just left. And you know, generally we like have to do some things on our own over the weekend because it's like, oh, he's writing something, and I'm working on music and all of this. And so we were spending our alone time. And I get on Twitter, and I see a tweet that's like, "Hey, LA friends, hot tip: if you don't mind driving a long time, which is two hours, uh, Bakersfield's there is they they have a college campus that has opened." for mass vaccinations. It's a Pfizer vaccine and they basically have 5,200 shots every day and the largest amount of people that have come there is 1,600 people. So they're just throwing away fucking vaccinations, like thousands upon thousands of vaccinations every day. And so we're like, you know what? What else are we really doing today? He wanted Pfizer and like, you know, I'm sure honestly, don't listen to this. Every vaccination is going to be good. Get a vaccine, whatever you can get. But Pfizer was the one he specifically wanted. And so when it was going to be everyone's time to get it, who knows what he would have gotten. And I was like, you know what? My birthday's coming up. I want you to have gotten two shots by the time we have my birthday. Like, mm-hmm. let's do a road trip. So we did two. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's an adventure. You know, it's an adventure. And we were trying to, like, not get our hopes up because, you know, who knows what was going to happen. Maybe that tweet had gone viral and all these LA people were going to be there and it was going to be overrun. After two hours of driving, we get there, we walk in, and they're like, where are you from? We're like, oh, fuck. And we're like, LA. Mm-hmm. And they're like, great, come on in. And then we were like, okay. Uh, and they're like, do you have pre-existing conditions? Clearly you're not 50. And he's like, no, and no, I'm not 50. And I'm like, great, right this way. Yeah, it's your, it's your turn. It's like, 
What the fuck? Love that. It's just like, oh, this has been such a huge deal to get people vaccinated. And it was like, once we got to the campus itself, it is, I have never seen an easier anything in my life. It's just like, okay, you got your shot. You have, since you have an allergy, we're going to give you a sticker that says 30 minutes on it, give you a time, like after you sit in for 30 minutes, sit in this waiting area. So it's just a bunch of people like on their phones on like a waiting area that was a gym, really. Yeah. And then after your 30 minutes, it's like, okay, you can go have a great day. Thank you for coming. And they have like huge like congrats balloons. It's like take a picture with the balloon. It's like, what is this? It's like fucking six flags over there. Yeah, they want people there. They do. I mean, so if you are in like the Southern California area and you are not even eligible for the vaccine yet and you have a day free, go to Bakersfield. Exactly. Let me find it's like uh CSU Bakersfield. Is that what it is? Love it. And uh that is where you can get your vaccine, your Pfizer, your first of two. And for your second one, they will schedule you for your second one in Bakersfield. But if you want to be like, oh, I'm going to just get mine at the Walgreens up the street, you can do, schedule your second Pfizer, cancel the Bakersfield thing and call it a fucking day. That's amazing. I know. Oh, my God. And that's so many people that we know now that are fully about to be fully vaccinated. Yeah. You are going to have an amazing birthday. I know. Guys, we are both fully vaccinated. We are going to have an amazing spring. I know. We're going to have an amazing summer. Yes. Oh, summer's going to be so I'm amazing. so excited well, for summer. Well, you know uh, what our uh, prophet uh, Chet Hanks said. It is going to be <laughs> it is going to be a no. white boy summer. No, it's not. And ladies and gentlemen, that white boy could be me. I, it could be my summer, you know, guys. I hope it's a Matt Steele summer. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm ready for a white boy summer. I don't know what that means and what that entails. It means Matt Steele. Matt Steele. He was talking about me. A Matt Steele summer, absolutely. I don't want a Chet Hayes summer. <laughs> that is what I don't need. That Chet so Hanks. I need whatever his name is. I don't. I will. I think Chet Hayes is his stage name. Oh, is it? I think so. Oh, Either way, I would like to screen all white boys whose summer it could be, and I will give them a yay or nay. Like, okay. Like, no, sir, this is not your not summer. Not your summer, no, Maybe, no. like, do some research, and then it could be your summer next summer. Because you know whose summer it's not. Army Hammer. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. It's not. His he just summer. dropped out of his last thing. He was, like, in a play or something, and, like, just yes, decided to leave, quote, unquote. It's like, sweetie, yeah, no, you're not deciding it's, shit. It's not going to be. It's, <laughs> it's not gonna be. Maybe last summer was his summer. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was no one's summer last summer. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, that summer, that fucking social network came out. Whatever, if it was fall. That was, like, a fall. Yeah, he had, a, he had a fall. The summer after that. Yes, the summer yeah. after that was the summer. Summer of 2011, guys. Yes, was, that was his time. It was great time. for Army Hammer. And I bet at that time, he was on my list of, like, top five hot celebrity crushes. Like, I was in the army. Oh, wow. Were you really? You could have eaten me. Oh, thank God I didn't engage with that. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying <to> th- <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else would be on that list. I feel like Zac Efron was probably there. And I don't know. I mean, I hope Zac as well. And he seems to have an Australian waitress girlfriend, which is cool. I don't think he'd be on my top five now. The only one who's probably kept their position from that time is Nick Jonas. Okay. Who I was always like... Guys, he's the one. All right, Nick. Keeping the spot for a decade. Exactly. That's not amazing. not a lot of people can hold up that. Because I mean, one of my first crushes was Justin Timberlake, which is like, ooh, <laughs> that's the white boy you don't want to have yeah, a summer. He's not having a white boy Mm-mm, summer. He really isn't. Yeah. Matt Palmer was very surprised to hear that um the politician Cory Booker is definitely on my list of like one I the did hottest find that surprising. I, so I don't hot. know. I mean oh, I think he's so attractive. I don't find him unattractive, but I guess I don't know. He could be a part of my white boy summer. Well, he's not <laughs> like he's not white. You I mean your summer? My, like, my summer. Let's change it to this Matt Steele summer. summer. I can't do like I, the white boy summer makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't. I don't want that. They all need to be screened prior to. Uh, who wait? Who would be on your list besides Cory Booker? Do we know how many people are like a top five? Well, I mean Niall Demarco. Oh, I mean of course you have eyes. <laughs> uh, Cory Booker. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. Some any Italian. <laughs> 
I don't know that that counts. You can just say any Italian, but sure. But it's true. I, I mean, I know, unfortunately, which is like literally the rest of the cast of the Jersey Shore is what takes up the rest of the, the freaking list for you, which is worrying. Uh, I mean, you know. I guess you like what you like. Okay, this is a long... I mean, honestly, there's not that much interesting going on, but we can talk about a few things. Okay. First of which... um. Apparently Netflix has is going to buy the Knives Out sequels for four hundred and million four hundred million dollars. I had each. Uh I think it's for both two and three. Okay, I had no idea there were going to be two sequels. There are two sequels. That's wild. And I don't know if the I don't think the family that was in the first one is going to be in the rest. It seems like Daniel Craig is returning, but mm-hmm. and I the director Ryan. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. The director Ryan Johnson is re- uh, returning, but. All the other cast members are up for grabs. They're still cast. I love that. I love how it's a completely different story. Right. And I, I love Knives Out. Oh, Knives Out. That's a great excellent. fucking yes. movie. If any, really excellent. Any movie deserves four hundred million for the sequels. I hope they're as good, or at least part half as good. You know. I mean, hey, I mean, Netflix will probably make sure they're at least passable. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope that. Um, I know this isn't news for you, but it was giant news this week. Mm-hmm. A terrible Real Housewife of Salt Lake City named Jen Shaw was arrested. Mm-hmm. While they were filming season two. Oh, while filming. While they were filming, they were just oh, about Andy to get. Andy Cohen got lucky. Oh, my God. And <laughs> the thing is, you'll never say it, but I'm sure he was over the fucking moon. Of course he was. He Okay, so they're filming. They're about to go to Vail because uh, it's like their cast trip or whatever. Uh, and she, Jin Shaw receives a text or a phone call, walks out of the scene and lies to production and says, oh, my husband Sharif is in the hospital. I need to leave. This is a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is leaving after she leaves and once they're on the bus, the police and by police, I mean the federal police, mm-hmm. like the feds swarm the scene and swarm the bus in which they're going to veil looking for Jen Shaw. And uh, they wind up finding her and they have ta- they arrested both Jen Shaw and her first assistant. She has like nine assistants and her first assistant, assistant Stuart, um, who apparently have been a part of a large telemarketing fraud like scheme. Ooh. So basically they are targeting elderly people and being like, Ooh, this is Alice. And like, since we have to talk to you about your student loans, you thought you paid them all, but you hadn't blah, blah, blah. And basically it's confusing, but it seems like they would gather these elderly people's information either via fake fraudulent websites that weren't actually services that would provide, but would get their social security and like that mm-hmm. kind of information to like older technologically, not advanced people and sell it to other scam companies so they and then when those other scam companies would make money off of those elderly people Jin Shaw and her first assistant would get a cut of that oh my god so they're like targeting people like I cannot think of a more inhumane like evil thing that you could do and also if this is your source of income if this is what and this is all alleged let me just say allegedly so we don't get sued but if this is allegedly what you do for a living are you that hungry for fame that you're going to go on a reality show in which you are going to get a national spotlight, especially after seeing what happened to Teresa Judai. She went to fucking prison. Like if you are going to be on a, a a huge reality show and you are going to be a huge name, like no, like you you, you can, it's kind of like when you become famous, you delete your tweets. Exactly. (laughs) No matter what they are. Are tweets that can't be deleted girl. Cause this is your, and she's been doing it for a decade. Oh my God. Is she the one that married her grandfather? No, that was Mary. Okay. (laughs) She is the one that was very upset about the grandfather fucking what she referred to it as. Um, but she also just came across really poorly in her first season. I just don't know what 
she was hoping to get out of this. And she like has the most gaudy house that in the, uh, you know, what we've learned about it is that she was actually renting this giant house um, and lived in like a very, like just a modest, normal house, but was renting it just to show and pretend that she was so wealthy. But also she had all this money in offshore accounts. They were very wealthy and she was spending so, so, so much because I think part of the way to get, dirty money clean quote unquote is by just spending it because if you're just having assets and not like oh I have this check that was acquired from stealing information from old people Mm. it doesn't look as bad but apparently they have been watching her and the people all in this telemarketing ring for a long long time and this is like the federal police from New York uh, arrested her because some of her victims were New Yorkers and it's just it's just there's just I, I cannot see a way that she does not go to jail for a long time. Wow. She's facing 30 years, I think, Whoa. for one of the charges and maybe 20 for the other. I, I it's not like Teresa is like Teresa went to prison or jail. I don't know which one. I don't actually don't. Whatever. Uh, I don't know which one, but she went to one for a year because basically her husband was uh, it was tax evasion that her husband was doing and she was signing off on. But she was like, I'm an idiot and I didn't know what I was signing, which is probably true. Jinshaw's like the mastermind behind mm, this. So man. it's not so like she that. is just like a fr- like she even frauded the show. Yeah. To be like, I live in this house. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I'm going to keep my eye on this well, story. Gonna, that's going to be an episode. It's going to be a great episode and a great season. I, it's just I mean, I feel awful for the people that she defrauded, obviously. And, and then her, like her kids. I assume she has a very nice husband who I'd like to think didn't know. But if your partner was doing this, wouldn't you know it? I mean, you know know. how straight people don't communicate. (laughs) You know how straight, like heterosexuals cannot communicate. That's true. They don't communicate. They're they're all mutes. So maybe they don't. Maybe Coach Coach Shaw is as wonderful as he seems on TV. But I feel sad for her kids because they didn't deserve this. Oh my god, awful. Yeah. Ariana Grande is going to be a coach on The Voice. Okay, it's which is fine. Season twenty one. Season twenty one. Well, I mean, I think they do two seasons a year. Okay. So, but I remember that show starting and being like put on after it became a hit, being put on after the Super Bowl when we lived in Chumongas. Mm -hmm. Like that show has been on for a long time. But I just found it interesting because I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense because she can't go on tour because of COVID, of course. Mm -hmm. But we were talking about it's just like she's in the height of her popularity in her career, and I don't think that. You know, those shows are completely like, oh, you're done with everything you're going to do. No, of course not. But it just it does seem odd because, it, it, yeah, she, I feel like this is the time when you strike when the iron is hot and the iron is hot. on Ariana Grande. Yeah, she's the number one pop star. Like, yes. It, 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 Her and Lil Nas X. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he had a good couple of weeks. Oh, yes. Those two weeks off. Did him good. Oh, yes. He got all those Christians on Facebook, on our Facebook page. <laughs> Mad at us. Oh, praying for it's us. It's been a crazy like yes. week and a half of like just comments just pummeling us. I our Facebook re, our the Facebook video that we have on our Facebook page of our reaction to the video has over 250,000 views now. 250,000? People, people are still commenting. Does anyone on. like it or all the comments like we're praying for you and oh, you're doing everything wrong? All the comments are like these two are going to hell. Cute. And we like, love well, that. And it's like, I think we're good, but thank you. Thank you for the concern. <laughs> yes. But uh, yes, anyways, Ariana, she's going to be on The Voice with Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, and Blake Shelton next season. Nick Jonas is still in The Voice family, but he will not be returning for next season. Maybe he is planning on touring his album, Spaceman, which came out and is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just am, I'm interested to see what she's going to do on that show. I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't see this coming for her, you know? Yeah, it is very surprising. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, they're probably paying her a lot. Oh my god! Me. I wonder what they'd be paying if they paid. 
I don't know. How much is she getting paid for that? I think at least $12 million. Jeez. That's my guess. To sit there and be like, yeah. Yeah, I want you on my team. Yeah, you can sing. Yeah. I think you sound really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But speaking of people who were on television shows, Sharon Osbourne is officially exiting the talk uh, with a $10 million payout. Oh. I know, speaking of big paydays for people on television. Oh. But how, a, how did she get that? I think I don't know if she was a a producer. She has been on that show forever. She might. Um, she might have had a producer credit. And um, she is also able to say that it was her choice to leave, which of course it wasn't. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I get. I don't know how she's getting paid that much, but I guess it's for the best that she's off the show because it just it was clearly taking over the conversation. She was so off the money with what she was saying. It just is crazy that. Megan has now gotten two of these people fired. It's like, are you really going to come after Megan Markle after this now that guys, mm. anyone else have anything to say about Megan yeah, in that geez. interview? I bet yeah. you don't. Yeah. I can't imagine what her still being on the show would like look like, like with the other. Oh, panelists. it'd be insane. Yeah. It'd be insane. So I think it'll be better. It's just not going to be a distraction of having her there. I think somehow, even though she's getting this giant payout, there's still talk of her trying to sue the show, which I'm like, sue them for what? For- like your actions? <laughs> like, I don't, don't yeah. know what that is, um, but yeah, goodbye to her. Um, Taylor has released her uh, track list for the Taylor's version version of Fearless, and it's like twenty five. It's tracks. like twenty five tracks. Okay, that's about as long as uh, um, uh, what's her name? Demi Lovato. No, 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 no. Uh, from Australia, Jessica Malboy. Her album Get Them Girls. I mean, Get Them Girls got me, girl. <laughs> like it was so much. <laughs> Even if parts of it were great, it was just like. I'm still listening to this. I'm, I'm still listening to it now four weeks later. I mean, but it's, it's so long. This one, at least there are no remixes. I guess there's a couple of remixes. There's obviously the piano version of Forever and Always, which th- that version on the album is still lovely. Oh, and there's oh. a Love Story remix that I think has already been released. But everything else is a new song. I'm trying to think what was the first new song. You All Over Me from The Vault is a new vault song. Uh, other new vault songs, which she, te- did you see that teaser video she put out? Which was just like a bunch of yes. letters. And, and like, like, there was, was there a, an hourglass of there, some kind? I, I, like golden, I, I, I just, golden. it was very golden. It was clearly her like opening the vault, but I was like, you know what? I will let the Swifties take this one. Like, let me scroll on by. I don't oh, have the time. Oh, and there were all those like clues of like, uh, there were like a, uh, Anagram, yes. like of the first letters of each yes. title, and and she's like, "Can you guess like what these songs are called?" And right, and it's just like, "No, of course not." <laughs> like these, the, we have no idea. Like, right, we, we have no clues other than like this is the first right. letter of the word. I think some of the songs had leaked, and so maybe that's how the Swifties okay, figured okay. out which ones were which. But just so you guys all know, uh, there is "You All Over Me" with Major uh, Marin Morris. There's "Mr. Perfectly Fine." We were happy. That's when, don't you? And bye bye, baby. Okay. And that's when features Keith Urban. All right. I'm excited to hear all of I them. I am too. The, most, the thing I'm most excited about, obviously, besides the fact that she's, you know, getting all the money for this, yes. is that finally there is like a deluxe, like, version of fearless that doesn't have the bonus tracks as oh, the first track honestly that's the best part of all this because that deluxe version it's like i can't even, i like jump and fall i can't listen to it because it's in the wrong order like yeah don't and, and of course like the the piano version of forever and oh, always is just incredible gorgeous but like why would you put the bonus tracks no which idea. are nowhere near as good as the actual album tracks that are on the regular album why would you put them first it literally doesn't make because sense. when i tell people oh you should listen to fearless i always have to specify like listen to the the uh white album yes the original one not because, the deluxe the, the platinum first, edition or whatever it is like several tracks you'll be like oh these are just fine it's like no you got to start with fearless oh my gosh that is an album man 
Honestly, if we do it for the listening party, because again, it's 26 tracks. We may or may not. <laughs> but if we do, I'm just excited to revisit that album. Mm. Like, I mean, because again, I think she's going to stay pretty true to the arrangements of the originals because that's the whole point of getting the money out of Scooter's hands and into hers. But I just am excited to re-listen to that album and to talk about it because it's just it's such a moment. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Um, did you see this Rami Malek shit? Like, no, I have no idea what you're. I'm looking at it on your iPad and I'm like, I have not heard Rami Malek's name well, in a week or the past two weeks. Uh, well, Rachel Bilson mm-hmm. is um doing a podcast. That sorry, that's always a name that I hear but never know who it is. <laughs> oh, she's on the OC. She's on she, the OC. Yes. Okay, that's why she is the brunette on I, the OC. I did not. I do not know the. People on the OC. Oh. Benjamin McKenzie and Adam Brody. Yeah, I thought they call him Benjamin. <laughs> like, That's his name. It's Ben McKenzie. Oh, I thought he went by Benjamin. I don't think so. Oh, I call him Benjamin. I know you're very <laughs> in my phone. He's saved as Benjamin. Oh, if he was in your phone, in my contacts. I, if it was 2004, I'd be texting him every night. Like, how are you? Hey, <laughs> you looked broody tonight on the show. <laughs> Just checking in. Oh, he was on my list too. As we're taking the oh, he's the list. very cute. Yeah. My gosh. You know who'd be on my list now? How old is um? Oh, who's that boy? Jordan. He's a good dancer. He was um, in one of those musical live he's in things. Live? Yes. Yeah. What's his name? Jordan Fisher. Jordan Fisher. Oh, he's he is, very cute. Yeah. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. I know he's in his like twenties. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I know he wasn't that. Young. I know he just has a youthful look about him. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying, but I think I'm good. <laughs> I think it's I'm good. It's literally been like half a decade since Grease Live <laughs> when he was already like look, in his twenties. I've seen what's happened to the James Charleses of the world, and we don't want that for me. And I okay. don't, you know. Uh, so apparently. Rami Malek and Rachel Bilson were uh, went to high school together and they were friends in high school. And I around the time of Rami getting nominated for uh, that movie I didn't see about Queen Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, Rachel Bilson just threw a throwback picture of them together and being like, oh, this is us in high school, like really rooting for you, buddy. Like, hope you get that Oscar. Oh, no. What did he say? He privately DM'd her. <gasps> And basically was like, um, please take this down. I'm a very private person. <gasps> like not <laughs> trying to be nice. Not like, oh, hey, friend. Like, I hope you're doing well. Like, blah, blah, blah. Just like, please take this down. I'm a private person. Wrong. Not even like a, hey, no. like, thanks so much no. for reaching out. But like, could you possibly? Wow. Wow. Wait. And so she like screenshotted it and like. Uh, no, she she went on a podcast because she has a new podcast about the OC, oh, gotcha. and that what she was talking about this this came up somehow, and she uh, apparently uh, Josh Schwartz was like, "You did him dirty." Who was the creator of the OC? You did. He's about to be nominated. I'm like, "What? Is the, what do you mean? He was my friend." It's a uh, funny picture. After she took down the pic, she sent Rami an apology. I wrote him a really nice message, like, "I'm so sorry. Go get that Oscar. You're doing amazing." And I never heard anything back. <gasps> <laughs> And I was super bummed because he was always so nice and we were such good friends. And I'm not a fan of taking yourself too seriously, especially at that level of fame and talent. But look, he wants to be super respected. It's his thing. So I respected it. I took it down. I'm just a little bummed about how it was handled. I think that's the <laughs> nicest way she could have gone about this. Story. Absolutely. I, well, it reminds me of that time huh. when do you remember that time when a, a, a fan of his like what, had her phone on record and was recording them together? Oh, and she was like, I'm um, and I guess he figured she was taking a selfie. Yeah. And she was like, I'm taking a video. Can I take a video of us? And he was like, no, but you can take a picture. <laughs> and, and you see her face just go, oh, and it's okay. Like, and then the recording I stops. I remember that. Iconic. <laughs> 
just iconic. He's a mean one, Mr. <laughs> Malik. He's he knows what he wants. Yes, he in, wants uh, respect. He wants his respect. He, he wants his privacy. Yes, he doesn't Shit. want a video. My God, I just can't and he imagine. Looks like he doesn't even want a picture. He does not. I, I mean, someone did say someone. I think on his team or someone was like, "Well, it was a bad picture of him." And it's like that's guys. It's from high school. It's supposed to be fun. Yes. It's not that big of a deal. So it's not like he's a a model. Like it's not like his visual image is like super, super important. Like he's allowed to take a bad yeah, picture. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not like if you're uh, like uh, Winnie Harlow or whatever. Yeah. I heard she like whenever people want to take a picture with her, she's very aggressively like. Really? You need to delete that. Like she has to go through all the takes and pick like which wow. one is good. Wow. Which like is a little aggressive, but it's also kind of like, well, but I get her mindset. She's a model. Yeah, she, she gets her money from all the time. Photos, she can't sure. afford to have a bad picture. T- I mean, she could probably afford to have a bad t- picture taken. Right. Right. Somewhere, right? But like she, she feels like she can't afford that. That's true, professionally. But it's kind of like Ronnie Valley, you're an actor. Like, I know it'll be fine. Yeah. Do you know how many ugly pictures of me are on the <laughs> internet that I post myself? <laughs> I know. So I. What do you mean? He, you know, you're supposed to say you look great in every. Oh, picture. Uh, you look great. Anyway. Anyway, I mean, we got that haircut for a reason. But like, anyway. Wow. <laughs> One, I mean, there's not much to say here except we are, our thoughts and prayers are going towards DMX. Apparently, he suffered an overdose. I believe that was either today or yesterday, and that he is currently in grave condition. And yeah. it's like, I oh. that yesterday. It was yesterday. And it's like, if I remember, like, you just remember DMX so well. I remember him and, and Aaliyah having such a cute relationship because she was so soft and he was so hard. I don't know. And he, you know, he just was, a, he's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think I knew that he struggled with addiction issues possibly but it's still it's just sad it's just sad so yeah i hope he he pulls through i hope so too yeah i hope he does too so is there any news for idiots that you'd like to share with the people that i forgot i truly don't know it's been it's been a long two it's been weeks. a long time a lot has happened it has but you know what we're here now we're here now i am here i lived yeah and i loved and we were able to get through the news for idiots at usually the, the mark where exactly. we usually and we talked mostly about not like just our lives for half of it so we love that i mean our lives are definitely more interesting than you know rami malik taking a bad picture <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's a top story man steel i mean it's it's funny to talk about but you know the people they care about us they do they care about me specifically okay well let's it's a white boy summer <laughs> i can't have that we'll take a quick break we'll be back with more two gay mats another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, we love the emails you send they us. They make us so happy. They're so great because they're so passionate sometimes. Like, hey. like you have to listen to this. It's <laughs> like, okay, okay. Oh, I'd also like to add someone to my list. Do you know Wanho? Wanho. Wanho, he's an Asian... Uh, artist i believe he is a no K-pop but I, artist. I can get to know him oh my gosh right, and the thing is i should listen to his music and i don't but man his instagram wild. all right well pull wild. him up girl. i'm gonna pull Let's him up see right. if Monho give us the great. intro and i'll show you okay well this is email my heart uh this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two at gmail.com uh so we got a number of emails because it's been two weeks 
Yeah, I like one hoe. Okay, great. I could be a, a hoe for one hoe. Oh, there you go. Look there at him. you go. I'll tell that. Yeah, those yeah. are always oh, abs. Oh, I know. Hoe. I, I like his hair color too. I know. It's very fun. It's very uh, like a like a, a ye- like a highlighter yellow. We love that. I love that. All right, it works on him. On the list. I listen to his music so we can maybe react to one hoe. All right, and the whole time, unless the music's bad, and then we'll just be like, literally, great who knows? It looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so yeah, we got. It's been two weeks, so we got a number of emails. So we will. We will get through two and then we'll have the others for backups. Uh, So the first email comes to us from Jordan. Jordan says, New Eras 2021. Hi, Matts. Love the podcast and all the content you guys have been putting out. Please keep it coming. Before my question, I have a couple music recommendations. Mm. If you haven't listened already, Julia Michaels' new song, All Your Exes, I think is excellent. And for some reason... Keeps making me think that Matt Palmer would love it. <laughs> have you listened to the song? I have, and it's so funny because I, our friend Corey sent me this song as well, and was like, "This feels like a song you would write." Have you listened to the chorus of the yes. song? It's unbelievable. It's excellent. <laughs> well, for, I mean, everything Julia Michaels t- like does is great, right. but this is excellent. And of but course, like, I thought it was <laughs> the first thing. Why? I don't want that to be my alright because the chorus is I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead yes. and it's like am I thought of as like a psycho songwriter <laughs> no, but like the like, whole song is about how you know in a relationship you're with someone you naturally hear about the story of their life yeah, and you hear beforehand. about whatever exes they yes. have and everything and I always like that aspect <laughs> of dating people because I'm like I love hearing their backstory I love right. hearing why their relationships didn't work out I mean it's just I love hearing the story of their life but Matt yeah. Palmer's just like I don't want to hear it I mean I don't I I don't, I don't mind hearing about it. I don't want to see any pictures. Oh, I absolutely want no. to see the pictures. Mm-mm. And I mm-mm. want to stop mm-mm. them. No. Oh, could yeah. you imagine? Oh, no, no, no. But I, I, if you guys haven't listened to it, the song is great. It's incredible. It's so funny. And I'm not a psychopath in songwriting no. or in dating. So no. please, let's not put that on me. No, I would never. Thank you. <laughs> uh, she also, uh, Jordan also recommends a Swedish artist named Leon. I think I've heard of Leon. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a lady. Apparently a lady. her recent album, yes. Apart, is beautiful and we need to check it out. All right. Okay, now for the question from Jordan. Uh, Jordan says, 2020 was a pretty good year for pop girls. While we loved future nostalgia, Chromatica gave us life for the summer and Ariana always brings in some hits. I can't help but desire new eras and new material from some of the older pop girlies mm. that have been MIA in recent memory. I love Dua, Ari, and Taylor, but I think they are in danger of overputting out content and beating Mm. an era into the ground that being said which pop girls are you starving for a new era from that you hope comes in 2021 me personally i am sitting patiently waiting for lord to grace us with her presence Mm. again otherwise as we all uh, have been still forever waiting for years for rihanna adele and a new solo beyonce even smaller names i think could really give us some huge energy we need this year like lizzo or, Nor- or normani or some of my other faves kelly clarkson casey musgraves kesha i could go on for pages let me know what you guys are looking forward to thanks jordan jordan you really named all the girls I mean, <laughs> like <laughs> this is who your list is my list i mean i think the top of my list would be adele and rihanna because it's been so long it's been over half a decade just for crazy. Like both of them I think Rihanna I guess that would be half a decade because I think Rihanna was 2016 yeah Anti was 2016 uh, just... 24 was or 25, 25. sorry <laughs> 20, 24 is the show uh, 20, <laughs> 25 was 2015 and it's just it's time it's, it's, it's very time. much time and of course we are all 
waiting for Lord to come back. Oh I mean, my we're gosh. recording this on Easter, so yes, apparently he has come back. But <laughs> we're waiting for the music Lord to come back yes. because Mel, like melodrama was I just know. Such and then an every album. time you hear a new Olivia Rodrigo song. At the end of it, I'm like, it was great. I miss Lord because she reminds me of her. Like yeah. it's very Lord and Taylor, and I am ready for the OG Lord to be back into our lives. I'm trying to think of who else I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Normani is a very good point. I just I need a real Normani era. I was watching her VMA performance of Motivation the other day, and I was like, God, yeah, no, because I, I you always think, oh well, who's a dancing pop star now? And it's kind of nobody. And it's oh, it's like oh wait, it's Normani. She mm-hmm. just has only given us one solo song. And her song with Sam Smith was so good. I just, yes, I want that more. Great. It's a great song. Yes. Yeah, so, great song. I mean, how do you feel about, do you feel like uh, some of the, like the Aries and the duos are like kind of like beating an air? Into I the mean, ground? I think there's a new, um, let's release the original album and then release the deluxe like several months later, which is and kind then of release, a new like, trend. The club version. And it's like, well, that <laughs> is Taylor. Let's, re- let's release the, like uh, the uh, sandalwood candlelit <laughs> version. Stop. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think, it's just a way to get streams. Like it's just a, a marketing ploy, and I, I, I get it, but it, it is annoying. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I feel like the I think Selena Gomez's rare deluxe is better actually than the original. But a lot of times you're adding on these songs; they're not really adding to the full album experience. Like I think today maybe Demi Lovato released a new version of her album that just came out on Friday. And it has a new song called what? Sunset and what? like some like broken down version. Yeah. Like Girl, this, it just came it out. It just came out. And that's it's, I think Jonas did the same thing with Space Man. He put like a couple of bonus tracks on in a separate release like a few days later. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I guess that's what like people have to do to like keep the momentum going for like even just the week. Just the week. Because pe- people's attention spans are so short, so short, I guess. And that's such a shame because like Demi really put out an amazing body of Absolutely. work. And she's getting like raves for it. Like I people know. are loving it. And the I fact know. that she still feels like she has to do that. I know. You know who never feels like they have to do something like that? Beyonce. That's uh, true. <laughs> she will drop one thing and be like, all right, goodbye. All right, go. And well, and she's like, if I'm releasing something new, like in this vein of this album, it will be an entire movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, just, do you think she's going to come this year? I'm praying. I mean, we'll spend every second for the rest I of know. our lives praying for it. We need um, it. But Jordan also emails us again, like the next day or a couple days later, mm. just being like, listen to Noah Cyrus. I guess she read, <laughs> uh, I'm sure she listened to our review of the Demi Lovato album. Her voice and, is lovely. Oh, yes. And knew that and saw that easy. He was both of our favorite songs and she sends an email just being like you need to listen to Noah Cyrus because she's amazing all right so, all right Jordan done all right uh next email comes to us from Sarah Sarah's subject line is sharing my love for Glee hello my loves I am currently re-watching Glee for the 134th time and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Glee as a whole at its core I think it's a great show you just have to look past the tragic cast deaths a child porn collector who killed himself an abuser, the racism and racist jokes, the fact that the main characters play disabled and gay when they are not those things. <laughs> just a few teeny tiny missteps, LOL. Uh, but the first couple seasons are just great. Jane Lynch can do no wrong in my eyes and she truly shines. I also think the growth of Kurt's dad and his acceptance of Kurt always was beautiful. There are some phenomenal performances, acting and uh, vocals. Also, the musical selection introduced younger kids to all types of music, all classic rock songs I know are from Glee. And and put musicals and theater into the main sector of pop culture. Glee in its peak affected so much of pop culture in my opinion and in my opinion and I think it doesn't get the fl- its flowers for that. You don't think Glee gets its flowers the Glee <laughs> Glee absolutely I I think objectively everyone would agree that it really affected like pop culture mainstream like for for so long everything 
I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this kind of started around High School Musical, mm-hmm. um, but then Glee really pushed it in, in terms of like television, like where everything was about young people performing. Right. To the point where I was like, I'm going to make a movie <laughs> about young people performing, because but it's not going to be polished like right. all of these TV shows and movies and everything. It's going to be like everyone is bad. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like so I, I think it. I think it. I don't. I think people don't look back on Glee fondly now. Mm. I think High School Musical definitely has more of a nostalgia factor. It's also well because it's gl- also a br- pure brilliance. I mean, yes. and, but it's also a little bit older in a way that like has nostalgia more attached to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe give it a few years and people look back fondly on Glee. And also, there are so many tragedies surrounding it that mm. it's kind of. You think of it as a dark, cursed show. And also, I feel like there was a lot of heat on the Naya uh, Rivera feud with Leah Michelle. There's a whole Leah Michelle. Th- it's just like, it's almost like the the scandals around Glee outshine the show the at this point. The feud between like Ryan Murphy and Diana, or Diana Argus was her oh, name? Oh, right. Argon. Yeah, Argon. Argon, yeah. yeah. Diana like Argon. that whole thing. It, it just, yes. I The thing is, Instead of thinking about how great the show was, I need one of them to write a real tell-all book about it. And like, oh my god, that would sell like fucking hotcakes. And I need it. I, I, Glee did. I thought Glee started off very strong. I, I assume I've watched more Glee than Matt Steele has, which I feel like would be a shock to people. But like, I watched the oh, entire yeah. first season, maybe the entire second season, and then started tapering off from there. Um, but it did start off incredibly strong. That first season in particular was very good, and I was very invested. And there's also a performance that I always go back to and I know it's Amber Riley and Naya Rivera and I think one other girl who I can't remember sorry but they did a uh, mashup of Rumor Has It and Someone Like You by Adele and Mm -hmm. it's one of the best things I've ever heard like sometimes you'd get Amber on one of those songs and be like fuck this is amazing why is she not like a pop star right now Mm -hmm. which everyone should just stream Riley and make that happen Um, but Glee I think the, the issue with Glee is kind of the issue with a lot of shows that like stay on longer than they should. And I know I was just arguing that every show should stay on as long as possible, but mm-hmm. that show especially is tough to keep making sense. If you're going to be using pop songs to tell these stories, you're doing mm-hmm. specialty episodes based around one artist. There's just no way for it not. And it's also based in high school. So there's only so many years that these kids are going to be here. There's no way this show would not have ended up a steaming fucking disaster. And it did. It did. And well, and so, see, I didn't watch Glee at all. Like, right. I, I don't even think I, I don't think I've ever watched a full episode. Wow. I think I watched the full episode after uh, Corey Monteith passed that away. That was sad. Because we all like watched it. It's like, oh, I want to see this. I, I remember watching bits of the pilot when it first came out and everyone was obsessed with it. Yeah. And I was and I was like, oh, yeah, this was really fun. I should watch this. And then I just like never did. <laughs> um, I, I a lot of people kind of assume about me like that just because something has singing and dancing. Yeah. And it has musicality to it. That, that I'm going for to, you. That is like for me. And I'm gonna love it, but that's I'm actually like very critical of those kind of mm. things. So I I tend to go in with like some hesitancy mm. and everything. But I honestly didn't watch enough of the beginning of Glee to really form an opinion right. on it. Um, oh no, I did watch another full episode, and that was like the Britney Spears episode, mm. and that featured uh, what her name was, who played Britney S. Pierce. Yes, who Heather, was Beyonce's old background dancer, Heather. What is her name? Heather something. I don't know, but her comedic timing's oh brilliant. And I mean, she's brilliant. on the show throughout. Like, yes, yes, she, she is. is great. I remember watching that full episode and being like, "This girl is so funny," uh, and this episode is so funny, and. And I remember seeing a scene with Mike O'Malley um, about Kurt, like coming out and everything. And, mm. and I was like, Mike O'Malley's acting is he like, was good. Michael, I he love Mike O'Malley. We all remember him. Well, Heather Morris Paul. is the character. Heather Morris, yeah. But I mean, me and Matt Power remember Mike O'Malley fondly from Guts. 
on Nickelodeon. Oh, I don't remember him that well. I don't remember that kind of stuff. He was the host of Guts. I believe you. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm this sorry. This is a disgrace. I, you know, I don't have a big anyway. memory of childhood things. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with something like Glee, it is hard because it starts off with these like huge musical numbers and everything in the first couple seasons. And then I imagine it kept feeling like it had to top itself, right? which when you feel like you have to keep topping yourself, it's very hard to maintain. It just veer into just crazy town and it feels like you're doing too much, especially because you know, it it was a show that was very topical and it tried to tackle so many like very topical things and like go with the times to the point where they were always bringing in new characters. And, and I felt like there was just always so much happening. So like, that's very hard to maintain. Totally. You know? So, but yeah, no, I, I think we really, was it huge in, and, in and it certainly of, it's got its flowers culture. at the time I think you should just give it another five to ten years and people will look back fondly on Glee. oh absolutely. I think we're just too close to it there's been too much tragedy and too much drama around the show to see it as just oh this was a TV show that was a huge deal for a minute there and I think we'll circle back to it I think we're just it's it's too yeah. soon yeah but <laughs> I I was I wasn't a glee head I was a high school musical head mm. I like oh perfection oh, perfection. Right. <laughs> Everything about it. Not everything. About everything it. about it. Vanessa like, Hudgens' voice. Except for, I think her voice is fine. It's not. That song in that first movie, though, the it's funny when you find <laughs> yourself looking on the outside. It's like that. No, that song is no, 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 no. That but song's a no. Now it's gotten to the point where it's kind of iconic <laughs> when she like leans up against the big giant billboard of mm. Zac Efron's face. It's so funny. It's great. What a brilliant trilogy. Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? So. Yes. We are almost done. The movie roundup for awards. <laughs> I love season. it. So the day I got my second vaccine, I finally watched a movie that came out, I believe, in like June or July. And it is Spike Lee's newest film called The Five Bloods. Mm. And it was a movie that I believe when it came out, like awards, Twitter and, you know, critics were a little mixed on it. I think mm. it still has pretty high scores in terms of like Rotten Tomatoes and everything, but some, I heard a lot of people who were just like, I don't know how I feel about this one and everything. Right. So, so it was a little polarizing. Um, and so I was very excited to see it and it only got one Oscar nomination. Mm. Uh, and I know a lot of people were upset about that. So I was like, I want to see what all the fuss is about and everything. It is truly wild. Like really? in a, great way but like sometimes you're watching it and you're like wait wait wait," like because the directions would just shift so suddenly Mm. and tonally it would just like kind of veer off into like crazy town and you would be like oh wait I don't think I like where this is heading and then like 10 minutes later something will happen and you'll be like Oh, Spike Lee. I I see what you did here. Right. And like it works so well. It's just so much fun. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about a movie about five, uh, sorry, four uh, men who go back to Vietnam uh, after uh, in like today, like 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and after they served in Vietnam in the 70s and one of their good friends died in Vietnam. Mm. And while they were there, the five of them uh found a big thing of like gold and they like hid it and buried it. And so this is them several decades later coming back to Mm. retrieve it and everything and just crazy shit happens. It it just goes like all, like all different places. Spoiler alert. They find the gold, but like midway through the movie and you're like, wait, this should be the end. (laughs) But like, it's totally not. And Delroy Lindo's performance, he plays uh, a Trump voting uh, black man who's very, Angry, 
Um, and you see, you find out why, like at the end of the film and everything. Mm. And his performance is truly excellent. Really? Like, really, really amazing. Wow. Um, I would have loved for him to get an Oscar nomination, uh, but really, really amazing. And, and it's a thing that I love so much. I haven't seen all of Spike Lee's films. He has, you know, a lot. I haven't seen all of them. But a thing that I love about his movies consistently is you can just sort of tell that he has so much fun while he's making these movies. Like yeah. you can tell that he, he because he, and the thing is he tackles serious subjects and they're not tackled lightly in any of the movies. Like they're always heavy in the mm. movies, but the movies as a whole, you still get his sense of just joy making these films. Like it feels like a young person with a camera who's making a movie with his friends and who's just like, yeah. And like now, now this person's going to blow up and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> like you, you get that, that it's a very refresh. It's very refreshing, especially yeah. when it's a drama, you know? Mm. So I, I always love that about Spike Lee's films and, and this film, you know, didn't disappoint. It was wow. very interesting. And I, and so when I got my second vaccine, I didn't get a fever per se yeah. uh, afterwards. I was mostly just like tired for two days afterwards, but I woke up with, you know how like if you have a fever, you can like wake up with like a fever dream mm -hmm. kind of, or this happens to me. I like, if I get sick, I wake, wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, my head's just sort of like spinning and I'm just like hyper focused on like whatever I did that previous day. Okay. And it's all I can think about. And it's like delirious thoughts. And it's like, I don't know if That's I'm scary. A, oh, it's <laughs> what you're subscribing. I mean, it's like, I am aware that it's happening and I'm fine. But yeah. it's, it's just more like annoying. Like mm. it's kind of just like, oh, like I'm like psychotically obsessively thinking about this, like one thing mm. and like hyper focused on it. And like, so I woke up with those like fever dreams, but without the fever. Mm. Weird. So I know and in my head, I was like, it's because I got the shot. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but all I could think about was just scenes in the five bloods. So just thinking about like things blowing up oh, and people gosh. just like shooting at each other That's and scary. everything. But the musical I had listened to that night also was Stephen Sondheim's Passion, which mm. is very like dark and kind of like operatic and everything. Mm. So it was that movie set to the score of passion <laughs> <laughs> that I was just, it, it could have been 10 minutes. I was awake. It could have been two hours. Mm. I don't know, but it was very, it was a very disturbing combo, mm. but they're both excellent pieces of work on their own, but together, together. they don't mesh well with no, a, it's a, a fever dream with a fever dream no. without a fever. Whew. It was a complex. Everything was very complex about this night. Of Sounds mine. like it, but you know what? I'm fully vexed. So congratulations. Thank you again. very much. It we was so that. worth it. I mean, it's definitely worth it. it. it Everyone worth get a it. vaccination. Go um, to Bakersfield, guys. Go to yes, Bakersfield. It's worth the drive. It's worth the drive. Okay. So I, uh, in the past couple of days, I we started a few weeks ago talking about the real world and how we were rewatching the first season in preparation for the new Paramount Plus uh, reboot of the show, or more of a reunion of the entire first season cast, in which they were going to stay back in that same loft uh, for another week. It's like a week or six days that they're filming this, and I jumped ahead because you know I'm impatient. Yes, of course. and I was like, and I kept hearing things about the new Paramount Plus uh, reunion show, and I was like, I need to watch this. I think, and so I've gotten just like a scatter shot of what's happening in season one. We haven't gotten to like the big arguments that Kevin basically gets in with all the rest of the cast members. All of them. <laughs> he's the, the black guy on the show. And essentially it sounds like he was depicted on that show as the angry black man and was just talking about racism every five minutes whenever there was a scene that was 
anything with him in it and seems like in the second half of the season Mm -hmm. it was always him yelling at like his mostly white other castmates about how they are racist and like why and like this is the examples of it Mm -hmm. and I guess in looking back on the show he he got such a bad edit people really didn't like him he got Mm -hmm. such you know was very much vilified before what happened on that show but then after everything that happened that you know last summer with Black Lives Matter and everything it was just becoming clearer and clearer that like even if the method that Kevin went about to tell the world what he thought about whiteness and white privilege and the world that um, America that he lived in it was all true and it just became clearer and clearer and I when watching I read an article that said this as well but when watching it was like oh this reboot is an a full apology to Kevin. Oh, yeah. He is the elder statesman, like, talking-headed, opens with all of them basically individually apologizing to him. Heather B's like, uh, you know what I think about... She was how, the, the other black the girl. The other black girl. and she, But she was a rapper, and she had just gotten signed and, like, wanted to have fun and mm-hmm. didn't want to have all these big conversations. Yeah. Like, she just wanted everyone to get along yeah. and, like, wanted to enjoy herself. Yeah, I remember on the season, she, even she was just like, oh, Kevin, come on, you gotta, like, lighten up. And, and she's like the first one in front of everyone to be like, you know what? I look back now and I'm like, you are right. Every mm-hmm. word you said was right. And Kevin has grown up. He was like, I realize you can't yell at people to agree with you. Like you have to meet them where they are. But like he's still very much an activist and has written 14 books and like was a journalist for Vibe magazine. Like he's very aware and very, you know, in the know and but basically has softened in his old age. And they go through the show. They basically the what they do is now they have a TV there and it's like incoming message and they basically play old clips from the show as like conversation starters and so they play a clip of Kevin fighting with Becky about race and everyone everyone else in the house has individually or in a group apologized to Kevin for how he was treated and how their arguments and conversations went back in 1992 when they were first in that loft and Becky doesn't get it. Becky is like, com- like literally comes across so poorly in this conversation because basically Kevin's like, you know, I'm sorry for saying the B word and I'm sorry for the way I went about this. But like, this is what whiteness is about. And like, this is like the, what I was trying to say and like says it as kindly as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. And Becky just cannot take it she's like you've been doing this to me for 30 years you're trying to make me look like this like a racist and like I have black friends and I do African dance and like you have no idea this never comes up with my black friends like I don't know why you want me to be a racist man and like literally all of the other people in the room Heather B and a bunch of whites are just like you need to shut up Becky like Norman who's like her friend who they've remained that's the gay guy who has remained friends with her through all these years is just like Becky shut up well be, I'm sure they were all like Becky shut up because like a like she should like shut up like obviously because it's the right thing but they were all also probably just be like Becky they're going to edit this that's, you are going to look so bad and, yes. and as uh, uh, from the talk yes uh, said uh, Cheryl Underwood yes. was just like I am your friend and I don't want you to look I, I don't want you to be portrayed as something you are not exactly. so I'm protecting and you from that yourself. was where the shut up exactly and the thing is the show's really good about showing you all of that like mm-hmm. it's, they, they show every time Julie's trying to have a private conversation with Becky and sees a cameraman and is like no don't film this really guys go somewhere else and of course they still film it from like a side <laughs> angle <laughs> 
of course, the, the, those <laughs> mics are on. Well, they're they're on, on that's audio. the thing, guys. The mics are on. But and but Norman was like, that was the whole thing. I was just thinking of in three months when this airs, how you're going to look. Mm-hmm. And Becky packs her things and goes home. And I, this isn't spoiler. This happens in the second episode. But she packs her things and goes home. And it's basically like, this is this is bullshit. This whole thing's bullshit. I'm leaving. Good luck with your little reality show. And it's like, you mean the thing that only the only thing people know you for and Jeez. so as she's walking out norman who's again been our friend for 30 years from the world is like i mean was our is our was our friendship real and she's like nope not anymore oh and god becky kills him it's just like you i was the first episode was fun to see them and like see how they had grown and like they was they do a lot of like side by side shots of like oh this is new york from in 1992 and like this is new york now it's like mm-hmm. kind of like nostalgic and like nice to watch but then in episode 2 you're like oh fuck no this is a show what i cuz i watched the uh, first episode uh, i literally like an hour and a half ago yeah. and i love how i like laughed out loud when it showed the building side by side of like what it looked like in 1992 and what it looked like in 2021 yeah. and i was like it has scaffolding in both <laughs> like know. It's still under construction. Iconic. (laughs) Yes. So I just am. I think there are at least one or two more episodes to go, and they've been releasing them weekly, which is weird in this new streaming binging world. But it just is so good, and it's Mm. so interesting. It has obviously. I think the Becky thing is the through line. I Mm. think that's like the big drama. But seeing how much they've grown up, seeing what they're up to now, seeing which of them are married, who's not, and like. Julie's kids are fucking the age Julie was when she was coming into that house. It's just it's so interesting because you see Julie at 19 in season one and her daughter is like 17 and you're just like no like I look at Julie in 1992 and I'm like that's an adult woman but I look at Julie's daughter and I'm just like oh no that is a child. And it's, it's, cra- it's just so interesting. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's because the two years makes a big difference, which like I'm sure it does. Yeah. But like also because maybe the fashion of the 90s, right. I just see that fashion. I'm like, oh, anyone wearing those is old. And we yeah. also watched it when we were kids. Yes. You know? So we like, will forever so they, see them I see old. that person as an adult. It is weird, though, because I had uh, that whole season on DVD and I would watch it all the time yeah, and everything. Yeah. And, like, you know, when it came out in like 2003 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at them being like, they are so old and everything. But it's weird, like watching back now, and and they all still feel old to me. Except I look at Becky, and I'm just like, oh no, she, she seems like a baby. She, like, does she look seems like a baby. Like, like that seems to me like a young, young girl and everything. And Norman too looks young. He is looks he very looks young. young. It's so interesting though. I, I and I'm so sad because on the show Becky was my favorite. No, she was my favorite I'm when sorry. I would like watch and be like Becky's like she's kooky. Have they shown any previews of like what's to come with Becky? Like, do you, can oh, you yeah. see it? And I love you're, like, them. They're and building to it. I okay. can't wait to watch the rest. Oh my You're God. gonna fucking die. And the thing is, it is riveting television. Like, and it is very much showing how some people, even though they they just believe so much in their heart of hearts that they're on the right side of things. It's like I'm liberal. I voted for Barack. Like mm-hmm. they just truly believe they're on the right side of things. And it's like you're just not hearing me. You're not mm-hmm. listening. You're actively not li- anytime we try to have a conversation, you remove yourself from the situation and every turn because you just will not listen or take any sort of criticism any sort of criticism she just is completely allergic to it's crazy because you know they're so scared of being labeled as but like sweet at at a point it's like that ship has sailed (laughs) yeah you can write the course a little bit but you mm -hmm. certainly aren't going to do it by like hanging up on this man or walking away from this conversation it's just like it's not gonna look good i just i think it's so kind of emotional hey it's like it's very emotional watching it because 
they're going back to the same lofts that they yeah. were in 30 years prior. <sighs> so it's like, can you imagine just like the nostalgia, like coming back? And it's, it's like uh, looking back on your childhood and just being like, oh my God, like we had the world like in the palm right. of our hand. And like looking back and like watching that as someone who is, you know, getting older myself I'm just like oh my god young people just don't get it like they don't get like how like you know I mean the quote that's just like uh, youth is wasted on the youth or whatever it's just it so is because they don't realize there's no way to tell a kid like you're living in a like this time that you're like feel like nothing's happening or like you're just like humbling like moving through like you're going to look back on this and miss it yeah and you don't know that you're just gonna feel like nothing or like just this silly thing that's happening but it's like those years of your life you will miss and be like man we were kids and we didn't have any money but we were really doing it oh when they're having that conversation when heather's just like when if you got 50 dollars in your pocket you like you didn't care if that like, was yes. all you had. You were just like ready to go. You were like, I can survive for the next two days. Yes. <sighs> and I just like remember that feeling of living in New York. And yes. Just like, oh my God. Like, and it's just seeing your friends every day. And, and I mean, the thing is like now I know 20 years from now, I'll look back Absolutely. on these days and be like, oh my God, I remember sitting next to Matt Palmer, <laughs> like recording the podcast I know. And so, I mean, we'll probably still be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we'll be like, oh, back in the, back I in the know, day. I know, back in the day. Yeah, and, and so I, but. So it's emotional just seeing that aspect of it, but I can't imagine the emotions with Kevin who got such a bad edit 30 years ago. And it's it's like followed him everywhere ever since. Yes. Finally getting. Finally getting his come out like redemption. Absolutely. His redemption arc took 30 years. 30 years. And he's not a character. He's a real person, a real guy who was on the right side of history. Uh, Maybe he was being too like not listening and like not like fostering a healthy conversation, Mm -hmm. but the points he was making was right. Mm -hmm. It's like, why did you get so vilified? It's just, it's a different time. It was a different time. Yeah, it it really was. He was ahead of his time. Like Christina Aguilera thinks bionic was. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, she loves to say that in interviews, right? She's always like, I mean, maybe it was a little ahead of its time for some people, but I mean, you lost me. He's great. Oh, that's also the only song I've ever heard off of Bionic, but it's a great song. Oh, have you not heard Woohoo? Oh, I've heard Woohoo. <laughs> That's a great song. Woohoo's great. Woohoo is great. great. So maybe too. it was ahead of its time. Oh, maybe it was. Woohoo is ahead of its time. Oh, iconic. That's I a love great it. song. That yeah, those are the song. only two songs from Bionic I've ever those heard. Those are the ones you need. Okay, great. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, is there anything else we want to say? We've gone so le- so late. We've talked I mean, once you get on the real world, you can't stop. You really can't. Really I mean, can. then there are like five hundred more seasons to uh, go. <laughs> I just need them to fill in Paramount Plus with the seasons that I really want because they don't have them yet. Mm. Like, I guess I, what did they not have? They don't have, they don't like, have New Vegas. Orleans, Seattle. Oh, they yeah. do have Vegas. Well, they do have Vegas. They, they don't yeah, have they Seattle, don't have, like, Hawaii, from Boston to yes. Vegas. I think. They might have San Francisco, which I've never watched. Yeah, they have San and Francisco. I, I want to see that, that was season three, I believe. Pedro, Pedro. I know about Pedro. Yes. I want to see him. I want to see him in action. Yeah, I yeah. <sighs> Oh, it's a show. Okay, guys, we'll we'll let you go. It's been a minute. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with more Two Game Nats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.